Welcome to The Open Door. This is a podcast of the Nazarene Collective as we go on a 21-day journey of prayer and fasting. In all 21 episodes, we hope to encourage you along the way with thoughts, reflections, stories, and intentional prayers the tribe will be praying together. So whether this is the first thing you do in the morning, just part of your commute to work, a few moments on your lunch break, or how you choose to end your day, we invite you to slow down, reflect, pray, and be present with open hearts that anticipate discovering God's open doors. Can you believe you have made it to day 20 of the Open Door Podcast? And uh, man, this has been a good week of a lot of just different stories that people are sharing from their own life of how God has opened doors. Um, and, and man, if you haven't had a chance to listen, had a chance to listen to those, make sure you go back and uh, take in everything that's going on this week on the podcast. Well, today we have a very special guest who is with us. Um, Mackenzie Wallman is joining us. Adam is with us as well. And Mackenzie is part of our student ministry here at the Valparaiso campus. And Mackenzie, hi. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. All right. Now, you. some people may know you, some people may not. So why don't you fill them in a little bit on, you know, uh, how old are you? Where do you go to school? What year in school are you? And just some basic info about yourself. Yeah, so um, I am 15. I go to school at VHS, and um, I'm a sophomore there. And I've been coming to Summit for about two years now. Okay. So you're a sophomore. Yes. But you're 15. But you've started driver's, well, not dri- driver's ed, or you're just Dri- learning to drive? Driver's ed, yeah. How's that going? Um, Pretty good. My parking is could use some work. But other than that, it's fine. <laughs> Have you had to do <laughs> parallel parking yet? Um, I did have to do it once and it was quite an experience for me. Don't know when we'll be trying that one again. Listen, there are grown adults who avoid that every (laughs) day and will drive an extra 10 minutes around to avoid parallel parking. So if you nail that, you will be ahead of so many people in this world or eventually get one of those cars that does it all by themselves. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that happening anytime soon for you. No. <laughs> but, well, okay. You, you mentioned you've been part of Summit Ministries for about two years now. Yes. Um, since you have been in Summit Ministries, participating and doing all those things, how have you seen your faith grow? Yeah. So before I came to Summit, I didn't really have a youth group. And so I remember first coming to Summit being so intimidated just because everyone knew everyone and everyone had friends. And I was just this girl that just came on Wednesday nights. And so I remember that I really didn't break out of my shell until like months after coming. And, um, I just remember that Morgan called me one night and was like, hey, could you volunteer for like the middle schoolers? And, you know, I had been a middle schooler here before. And so I was like, "Okay." And I just remember that that was really when I started to feel like I had something to offer and that God was working in me in some way. And so that was really cool because I got to like see these younger kids growing in their faith and learning just like who God is and like what God says about them. And so I think that really helped me also just learn what God says about me in my own life too. And so I kind of grew along with them. And so that was really cool for me. 
That is awesome. Do you remember? Do you remember the first time you walked into Summit? Yes. What What was that like for you? So, I showed up late. I was really procrastinating coming. Actually, my brother started coming before I did, and my mom had to force me to go. And so I came in, and there were so many people. And now thinking about it, there really weren't. There were maybe like 20 people here. But I just was so scared. And I remember Morgan just coming over to me and being like, hi, I'm Morgan. And so she kind of told me like what happens and what we do. And so I just remember talking to some people and kind of I sat by myself because I was scared. So I just sat in the back. But I just remember that it was also an open space that I was scared, but it wasn't bad. And how has how has that enabled you to interact when somebody new comes in now? Do you reflect upon that at all? Does that give you the courage to go up to the, the new person and go, hi, my name's McKenzie? <laughs> um, yes, I I really try to make sure that no one is alone because I remember what that felt like for a while. And so I really try to make sure that other people at least know someone sees them. Well, I am so glad that on that time, on that first night, Morgan had come up and talked to you. And then as well, when she invited you to be a part of the team working with middle school students. Um, now, another part of your story was as you had been here, you also participated in the mission trip uh, to Puerto, Puerto Rico. And Adam, <laughs> that was your mission trip as well. That was one of the first connecting points for you. Could you tell us a little bit about what we were doing in Puerto Rico? Yeah, absolutely. So in Puerto Rico, it was an Encuentro trip. And we went there to partner with a bunch of other churches and districts. And what we were doing at the church that we were at, we were doing uh, VBS uh, and then also construction. The church there, um, the pastor of the church was actually the district superintendent for that area of Puerto Rico. And they also had a school uh, for during the week. So we were helping them by rebuilding uh, some steps and like like a walkway in front of uh, some of the classrooms that were elevated. So we did that, and then also we were doing that VBS. And part of the experience when, when you go with Encuentro, that they have a, a service at the beginning of oh, each yeah. day? So it, each morning, there was a service that had a different speaker. Okay. Uh, and so those were, they were really focused on mission and answering God's call to be Jesus uh, in the nations and then also in your own community. Uh, so we would have that in the morning uh, after breakfast, and then we would quickly pack up into a bunch of vans uh, and then we were vans or buses. And then we would go to our site for the rest of the day uh, until around five. We'd have dinner with our, with the people that we were there who were at the church. We really got to know them and it was incredible. Uh, but yeah, that's what we were doing. No, and then just hanging out at night. Mackenzie, was this your first international trip, uh, mission trip? Yeah. Okay. So, well, I had gone to the Texas one, but okay. Like international. Texas is not international, but you couldn't, you knew that. That was good. Yeah. And Puerto Rico is like borderline international. That's true. It's, yeah, that is true. Yeah, that's why I wanted to throw it in there. I wasn't sure. Well, okay, Mackenzie, while you were there (laughs) with everything, because Adam just walked us through how the days would unfold. And yet, somewhere along the way, this was a special trip for you because God was speaking into your life. Just if you would allow all of us to hear how God was speaking to you and how you were responding to that nudge. Yeah, so um, 
shortly before going to Puerto Rico, um, I had accepted more fully my call to ministry. And I remember that it was like a very daunting time for me, just really listening to God and trusting God. And so um, I remember being on the mission trip and just Texas was a really amazing experience for me. And so I was just really hoping for that for Puerto Rico as well. And so being there, there were people there for the first time. And then there were people there that were like reoccurring, like go on every mission trip. And so it was, it was a cool mix of people that were there, but I just remember seeing some kids from other churches and I was with a few of my friends and we tried talking to them and they just did not want to talk to us. And so I remember being so upset by this because it was like, we're going to be here for a week and we can't even get along and have a little conversation because also it's not just about being with your own church, but it's about being with other kids from other churches. And so I remember really trying to connect and it just didn't happen. And so I remember we prayed about it right on the spot. And at first it kind of happened like a joke, like, oh, let's pray that we can get along and make friends while we're here. But then it turned into something serious for me. And so going through the services that Adam was talking about, they talked about just like being the hands and feet of Jesus in your community and how it doesn't have to be a mission field for you to make a difference. And so that really impacted me because at the time I was also really struggling with what is God calling me to and do I even make a difference in what I'm doing? And so one night they, the people who were speaking asked that if you felt like God was calling you to something to come kneel at the floor and just pray and they would have people pray with you. And they played a song in the background and I fought with myself so much over it. And I was like, you can't go like you already kind of accepted this call to ministry. God's not really talking to you. You're overthinking it. And then I was like, if I don't go, I feel like I'm rejecting God and what he's saying to me. And so I went and I prayed on the floor and some people prayed with me. And I just remember that that was a really big moment for me of just accepting whatever God was going to call me to, and then just being willing to walk in that calling. So you literally had, we've been talking about the open door experiences for you. That was an open door that, well, you had a moment of hesitation. Do I go through or not? Yeah. Uh, obviously you chose to do that. So in the middle of all this, God is speaking to you. God is drawing you into this time of prayer and, and affirming your call. I, I mean, I hope you felt like that was an affirmation of your call. But then as well, there was just a something stirring in your heart in regards to prayer. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about that open door that God was nudging you towards and you had to make a decision to walk through when it came to prayer, not only in Puerto Rico, but the impact it's had since then. Yeah. So circling back to that first time that we prayed there and it was just maybe four of us and we just stood in the circle and we held hands because I was like, we're just going to be a little community. Right. And the first service we went to after that, I just started thinking maybe that didn't have to be a one-time thing that we did. 
And so I talked to a few people about it and they said that they would come to a prayer circle if we did one. And so I talked to some people. We had a group chat with just the VNC people. And so we texted in the group chat and we were like, hey, tonight at, I think it was 1030. Can we do a prayer circle? We're just going to get together, do some praises and some prayers, and then just pray together and end the night like that. And so I think the first night, maybe like 15 people showed up and that was terrifying for me. (laughs) Um, And we did it and we did praises and prayers and it was really cool. And so then we said that we were going to do it again. And so we did it every single night while we were there. And it was just so cool because every night more people came and it was a new experience every night for us. Um, There was one night that was really difficult for me and I felt like I had failed and I was like, oh, I messed this up. People are irritated. And I remember being so defeated and I had to figure out a way to not let it overcome me. And so going back the next night and doing it again was such a great moment for me just because I was like, God called me to this and I was able to stand firm in what God had said to me and not question it like I would have at different times. Mm, That's good. Yeah. And when she says that more people came every (laughs) night, she's, she's so humble. I want to clarify that the first night when it was just the, the couple of them, there was, there was four and the last night that we did it, there was close to 50 people, five zero and every night. And then it wasn't just the people on our team who came from VNC, but it was people from, I mean, there were people from North Carolina. There were people from Virginia, people from all over who were like, yeah, we'll come and pray with you. Now, what was it like for you? Okay, so you and Morgan are watching one of your students lead, and not only lead, but lead in a, in, in a matter of just drawing people to Jesus and, and seeking out prayer. What was that like for the two of you? What kind of conversations did you two have in acknowledging what God was doing in that moment? It was, it was, it was absolutely incredible because we, we had had a conversation with with Mackenzie uh, before we went uh, at Dagger Mountain, where where she said that she like had like accepted that call, and we we're like Mackenzie, God is calling to you to something, and it's evident, it's so clear. So then to watch her do that hmm. while we're there in Puerto Rico, literally three weeks after we had had that conversation, and she's like, she came up to me, she's like, yeah, we want to do this prayer circle, and I was like, incredible, great, yeah, do it, absolutely. And then to see how God was blessing that, and then to Morgan and I are looking at it like, man, just in, in the, what would seemingly be a small thing. She's choosing to be faithful and walk through the open door. And I think every single one of those prayer circles, every single night was a powerful night for everyone because it was, how can we be praying for each other? And it was something that we can genuinely take for granted prayer. And a 15 year old is giving us a lesson and how important that is. And you weren't even 15 at the time. No, I was. Oh, you were? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was further back. All right. <laughs> we'll still give you credit either way. Um, how? Uh, that was awesome, beautiful experience. I'm so glad that you were obedient, that you walked through the door, and that you stepped beyond some of your fears, some of your doubts that came in, and just walked in those steps of obedience. 
How have you been seeing God at work in your life lately? What's he been teaching you? So coming back from Puerto Rico, I actually had this amazing opportunity to start this new ministry in the children's department here at VNC. And um, in the beginning, things were great. And um, I mean, it's still going great, but sometimes it's just difficult for me because the kids are younger. And so they're not asking questions like I go and ask Adam and Morgan after a sermon. And they're not, I don't know if they're really connecting with what we're saying all of the time. And so me and God's been teaching me lately that it's not, you have to plant the seed, but you don't always get to see it grow and it takes time. And it's not like, you're not the reason that this is happening. You're not the center of it. Like you're just a piece in what's going on. And so I've also been learning that I have to give it back to God, that it's not mine to keep. And that I have to say at the end of the day, even if I feel like I did terrible, that God can still work through me. And you never know how God is using what you're doing or what you're saying in a way that impacts someone else that you don't even realize. You may or may not realize um, spiritual, spiritual maturity is something that progresses differently in all of us. Um, just hearing your heart describe that ministry and what God's been teaching you lately and your willingness to listen um, allows me to see fruit, allows me to see that you're growing, you're maturing in your faith. And, and I, number one, I appreciate you doing ministry, still just reaching kids and doing that, but also in the middle of all that, God speaking to you, speaks to spiritual maturity, maybe even beyond your years a little bit. And uh, man, I love it. What would you say to someone, whether it's, it could be someone your age, and in particular, why, why not go ahead and speak to that? Not, and maybe those of us who are, have a few more years under our belt can learn from it too. But what would you say to someone who is afraid to walk through an open door that God's putting in their path? And you can, you can go whatever angle you want with that. But after you answer that, I'll have one more question in regards to your calling. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So specifically for the age, um, I had a really hard time with, I'm 15, I can't make a difference. And so I think for me, it's just realizing that you don't know how God is using your story and it's never about your age because you can make a difference at whatever age you are. And it might, you might have different opportunities because of that age, but it doesn't mean that he's not working through you. And then just broad, like looking at it in the broad scope, um, there's a song that we sing and it talks about how he's the same God. And so I think that that's so important to remember that this God that you hear about in the songs and the God that you read about in your Bible and you're like, wow, that is so amazing. That's also our same God. He's the same and he doesn't change. And so he does, he's not going to start something and then leave you hanging. That's not who he is. And just really being able to fully trust that and walk in that. And even when you're scared and you doubt it, just taking that and saying he's the same God and looking and saying he had me here. And so he's going to have me again and just really using that 
in those times where you doubt a calling or you doubt an open door or is this really God speaking to me? And I think another important thing is if it doesn't turn out the way you thought it was going to turn out, that just means that God is calling you to something else and that's still a beautiful thing. How does your calling, because you may not have all the specifics to it yet, but how has your calling changed your life and how are you already beginning to see um, God directing that path? So I have really learned to trust God a lot more um, and not doubt as much because I really struggle with the doubt sometimes and is he really speaking to me or is that just myself? Do I really trust it? And just being able to know that he's greater than my doubts and he's greater than the fears that I have. And so I've really taken that into my life. And so it's affected the way that I live out my life at school and just realizing that I have something to share with other people and not necessarily going around just telling people like the theology of my faith and everything, but just using it in the way that I live out my life and just being open to different opportunities and different open doors has really affected just the ways that I reach out to people. First Timothy 4.12, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech in conduct in love and faith and impurity. Uh, I think I can speak for Adam, myself, and Morgan. We believe in your call, and we believe it's real, and we are humbled to get to watch you uh, walk these days of that journey out, and that we get to walk it with you. So it has been an absolute pleasure, and uh, I think it's been good for everyone who has been listening to hear McKenzie's story. Our thoughts for prayer today, um, in particular, I want you to pray for, well, it's two thoughts, all right? For some of you, you need to be praying for our students, and I want you to pray in particular for um, God's calling on their lives, because I don't believe McKenzie's the only one in the mix that God will want to call to do something incredible for him. The second way is maybe you are wrestling with a call, and I want you to have an honest conversation with God today and stop running. And just listen to him and listen to his leading. And then I want you to have the courage to tell someone that God has called you into whatever kind of ministry it looks like. Well, it, the, this has been a great day here at the podcast. It has been so good to hang out with Mackenzie and with Adam. And we hope you will have a blessed day. And join us tomorrow for our final day of the 21-day podcast of The Open Door. <laughs>